0: Welcome to Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. My name is John Bartlett, and I'm your host. I love this time of year, especially New Year's Eve, it's a great time to reflect back on the year that's passed and kind of set the stage for the year that's coming. So what we wanted to do in this episode was to share some wonderful clips, some great moments from our past year where we've met so many wonderful guests talking about their dogs and how these dogs have changed their lives. two dogs. Okay. So the deal is always, and this was stated from the beginning of my marriage, that I will have two dogs. Okay. Because I once made the terrible mistake of having one dog and when that dog passed away, I thought it was going to have to move. can't even imagine. I mean, it's, it is absolutely what makes my life feel full and right and take this deep breath you hear me taking. Yeah. And a, a home without a dog in it just doesn't make sense to me. There's so unconditionally loving like there's nothing about them that doesn't make you feel like everything's gonna be okay because when you see what they go through and what they've been through and how resilient they are and how they bounce back and how they still love life you feel pretty silly if you're just like I really screwed up so my life is over you you have to be like you know what I really screwed up I learned a lot and I'm gonna move on and enjoy my life and they gave that to me so I want to give it back to as many as I can. started to open up and begin to notice things that I was taking for granted. One night in particular, he would sit on the sofa with me and I had all the lights out, often watched movies together. And he jumped up and started running around. Uh, he was clearly following something that was in the air in our living room. Right. He turned back to me with this gigantic grin and the light of our television was splashing over his face and right above the television i saw what it was it was a firefly and the look on dusty's face was are you seeing what i'm seeing did you see are you are you not amazed are you not impressed with what i'm looking at right now and i was like yeah that actually (laughs) fireflies are pretty cool (laughs) That was great If you cry in front of her, like genuinely cry, or even if you just make a whimpering sound, she will do her very best to get right into your face and she will lick your tears. And she will just keep licking your face and she will try and climb over your head. She's not a small dog, but she will just be on top of you and just trying to soothe you and calm you down and lick your tears away. We really have a life here now because of her. We have friends, we have many friends, Uh and I have my job now because of her. She has changed our life in every single way. She is the first dog uh, in the NFL that's uh, deemed as an emotional support animal. A lot of demands that, that come with being a professional athlete, you know, as you said, you know, physically guys' bodies are aching and mentally, you know, you have to prepare for games each week and uh, things that bring anxiety and stress. So, you know, Zoe will bring them joy and happiness and they can come in and kind of get away from all those problems and hang out with a, a wonderful dog. I sacrificed everything for my career and yet I wouldn't say that I was happy, that's for sure. And I always knew that I wanted a dog and I wanted a dog my whole life, but somehow I knew that the dog I got would almost be able to help me in a way that I couldn't help myself, which was true. The magical thing is the same day we brought Stella home, Katie and I instantly fell back in love with each other as we were falling in love with Stella. We all of a sudden had this mutual bond and mutual love for this creature and Stella gave me my daughter back and nothing could be more powerful than that. I think of them as like my world. It's not the quantity of love or the quality or something. It's just the idea that you actually have a world that's better than anything out there. It's a world full of love. The lady came over and she said, is that Esther? I saw her on the news. And she knelt down and burst into tears and hugged the dog and said, I've just been having such a hard time. And I kind of knelt down with her. And Esther just leaned into her like she does. the lady just pet her for a little bit and then collected herself and said thank you and went back to her cash register and and we went on. I mean, I just, things wow. like that are, are happen with her often. When my husband got sick and had to spend a lot of time in the hospital, Cleo was just a perfect service dog because to go in there with her was such a different experience and for me that's what a dog is. She's simply Pure comfort. I was one of those kids who was actually bullied, but we had a family dog, and he was a little Karen Terrier named Scotty, yep. and raised him from a puppy. But Scotty was always there for me, he was always my best friend your dog is just super happy to see you and it doesn't matter what kind of day you had they're just super happy to see you and you're super happy to see them and if you're in a bad mood usually takes you right out of that they live in the moment and that's we need to do that more you only have this moment to live and they do and there are so many people that will say oh he's just a dog but it's never just a dog and if that's your attitude it's just a dog then you have literally never known a dog. Yeah. So I let go of, uh, I call him my son. He was like losing my boy. Sure. Traveling through Africa, there was a man that came to me and he said, this dog is your guide. I'm sure he went over to Dylan and he said, you know that guy over there, he's your guide. <laughs> so yeah, There's this mutualism. With a dog, you're exchanging what you have no clue about exists, that is you too. Mutualism for me is when two things become each other but they still stay each other. Bailey taught me that I'm worth loving. I deserve love. I know that she was meant to come in my life to help me through my divorce and through a very difficult time period in my life. But she was also my constant companion. I work from home and you know she was just always there. Dogs don't judge you. Dogs don't care if you live in a studio or if you live in a 20,000 square foot mansion. They don't care what your job is, who you're married to, what your political affiliation is. They don't care. They just, if you love them, they will give it back to you a million times over. And that's that's what I adore about them. Before having Lubutina, I rarely, you know, knew any of my neighbors. But after getting Lubutina, I was like, I knew everyone and then I started like making you know friends yes. in, in my building and yeah. then like a couple of months after like I pretty much I knew everyone on the block. It's an amazing So scene. it's just amazing how you know how they you know bring people together. This is why I call her the dog who saved my life is I was in my early thirties. I had to find a new pace in life because I came from the city environment to a home environment. I wasn't that interested anymore in going out. Inevitably, my friendship circle changed quite a lot from city to, you know, a more creative freelance life. And there was this dog who really showed me this different pace is possible. We ended up going to this beautiful park in North London called Hampstead Heath. So we had our standing date, come rain or shine, every Sunday we would go. And it just really gave me a new direction and a new pace, and I embraced that pace. And I met so many people through her as well, it's ridiculous the time of working with dogs, I have become more sensitive to how they feel and how they react. And with my own dogs, I just see Uh them as like an extension of my soul, myself. You know, I was walking every day up in the mountains with my dogs and we did it several times a day just to try and get better. I don't know that I would have that clarity were I just out there by myself. You know, I think having my dogs, you know, with me really provides some kind of context, some kind of like direction. You come home from work and you sit down and you're like, oh my gosh, that was a day. Your dog crawls up on your lap and looks at you and you start petting him. Everybody knows what I'm talking about, that warm, fuzzy feeling. Those are actually like that huge flush of oxytocin coming to you. They decrease people's blood pressure all the time. I mean, it really comes down to one main point. I mean, there's all these other wonderful things that they can do, but I think the one main point is that they just provide a sense of consistency for everybody. She smiles all of the time, (laughs) and it's hard, you can't be sad around Mimi. It's very hard to be sad around Mimi. Even in the times where I've had really rough days, she constantly keeps me smiling. And Yeah, I'm just very thankful for her spirit. Whether you have $15 million or $15,000, for people who have animals, it's their life. You know, like my dogs, my cats are my life. Our anxiety is a disorder really of living in the in the future and depression is a lot of in the past, right? So we're living just in the past or future and not very much in the present. But when we're really in touch and in tune with our animals, it's all in the present. Like everything, they're, they're living present in the present moment. And so when we're truly connected to them and feeling their emotions and their feelings and like vice versa, we're in the moment. And that's just, that's really healing in and of itself. It's given us this sense of, family that I think might not be there otherwise because it's not it's not just us, but I think it's taught us a lot of responsibility, a lot of compromise, and um, I think it's just made us better people. When he loved somebody, he did not hide it at all, which is something I'm still probably learning. I don't think I'd be doing any of this stuff at all if it weren't for him. My current dog, Winky, my muse and my best friend slash boyfriend, my life revolves around him. I mean, I think of when I'm going out, when I'm coming back. So it's a totally different experience. You know, it's like having a child now. And before, it was just having pets all around. Well, Rufo changed my life. He opened up a whole new window into a world that I didn't know was there, which is a world of people who love dogs in the same way I do and so it made it possible for me to have a whole new circle of friends who weren't writers who weren't academics who weren't people from my past these were people from my present that were occupying the world and I had no idea they were there everyone knows that dogs love is unconditional and it's but it's so much more than that like it's such an uncomplicated relationship that you have with the dog. You know, people, no matter who they are, it's complicated. But they seem to understand me, like, immediately. I said, you know, the puppies I know are all adopted, but I want the mama. And Daisy was only a year and a half when she had her puppies. And John, I had my first daughter when I was 18 years old. So I could see in her eyes that she wanted something more. Kind of like where I was transitioning in my life. We were mirroring each other, basically. The curtain was pulling for the second act. And... Daisy reminded me of that. I would not have the life I have but for Chloe. Wow. I mean, just my home does not feel like a home without a dog. <laughs> I hear you. They're really extraordinary, and I think as time goes by, we're learning more and more about, just about how powerful these animals can be. It's very sustaining, I find. I think it gives me a lot of nourishment. It was really fun listening to all of those different snippets from different episodes. So many great stories, so many dogs, so many wonderful guests. I'm so grateful to everybody for listening to Dog Save the People this year. As we enter the new year, we're going to begin a new section, a mailbag, where we have a question and answer kind of segment, where we ask our listeners to send us questions about dogs. We want to hear from you, whether it's through social media, or through our email address, dogsavethepeople at gmail.com. So thank you all so much for listening to us. Happy New Year. This show is a production of As It Should Be, a content studio. It's made with the support of our producer and editor, Jack Summer. Special thanks to our composer and neighbor, Daniel Lampert, for creating the music for the show. You can subscribe to Dog Save the People on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please leave a review or rating. You can also follow us on social media. You can also check out the Tiny Tim Rescue Fund, my foundation, at johnbartlettny.com. Enjoy a walk with your dog and make it a great day for both of you.